Hello, and welcome to the Soul Evolution Center show on Blog Talk Radio, also on the Soul Evolution Center YouTube channel, and also available as iTunes Podcasts. My name is Katie Simone. I'm the host during this show. I'm also an advanced channeler of light beings, an author, a speaker, and a workshop facilitator. I'm also founder of SoulEvolutionCenter.com, which is a virtual center whose mission is to help you evolve into your best life. I have this a show on some Fridays where I share spiritual and metaphysical knowledge for your well-being. I had a spiritual awakening in 2009 that was very life-transformative. I would compare it to a near-death experience. And from that, I shifted dramatically. You can learn more about that on my website, soulevolutioncenter.com, under the tab called Meet Katie. <clears throat> what I like to share on this show is uh, various spiritual metaphysical knowledge, um, and I also share channeled messages that I receive from light beings. Uh, during my spiritual awakening in 2009, I realized I had the ability to receive information telepathically inside my mind as my own thought voice. And in September 2015, I channeled my first ebook. Aristotle, the famous philosopher and spirit, came to me. And he telepathically told me that he wanted to write a book with me, and that he would come to me from time to time, and that he wanted me to share his messages for the new age of Aquarius that we are in. And so that's how my first ebook came to be. And it is a free ebook called Aristotle's Teachings for the New Age, a series of channelings. The links to download this ebook in many reading formats is available on my website, soulevolutioncenter.com. As a result of my spiritual awakening, which I'm still continuing to experience, I not only learned that I can receive information telepathically from time to time from beings that exist on other dimensions than the earthly plane, I also started to experience other psychic phenomena, including having out-of-body experiences. Some of you may have heard this term, and I'm going to go ahead and explain what it is from my point of view. In some of my earlier episodes of this show, I share my more extraordinary out-of-body experiences and psychic phenomena I have experienced, and I do encourage you to go back into the archives and to download these prior experiences, uh, to either view them on YouTube, on the Soul Evolution Center channel, or on Blog Talk Radio, where you can find the Soul Evolution Center show, and download these prior episodes 24-7 for free, and you can listen to them at your, your leisure. And they're also available as free podcasts as well. There's some great uh, knowledge presented from my unique perspectives. Some of it may be a review to you. Some of it may be brand new. And you may learn something. And so today what I'm going to share is an, an extraordinary out-of-body that I had. And I'm actually not sure of the exact date that it happened. I believe it was on July 29th, 2016. And so that's the date that I'm going to use to mark this out-of-body. Now, first of all, what is an out-of-body? I've explained some points 
about out-of-bodies in earlier episodes. Uh, an out-of-body experience is one in which a level of your consciousness leaves your physical body and goes and travels to other dimensional realms of reality, alternate planes of existence. As human beings, we exist on the earthly plane, the third dimension, but there are multiple, infinite number of dimensional realities. And what happens is during our sleep state, when we are very relaxed, a level of our consciousness can actually visit and have experiences and adventures in these other dimensional realities. And it's very important um, to, when you have an out-of-body to have it or to experience it in a very relaxed state. It could be in a deep meditative state. For me, it is almost always in my sleep state, my altered state of consciousness. And the reason for that is because the human consciousness, the, the awake part of ourselves, actually needs to be asleep to allow other levels of our consciousness to explore. Because it is a little mind-boggling for the conscious mind to think about going to other levels of existence. That is not something that we are readily taught in school and in our educational system. That is not something, a topic that we commonly discuss at the dinner table or with our friends and family. And so, it can be overwhelming to the human conscious mind. A key component to understand out-of-bodies is to accept and acknowledge that we have different levels of consciousness. You are already probably familiar with the terms conscious mind, unconscious mind, subconscious mind, and maybe you've heard the term superconscious mind. And there are other levels of consciousness. I am not going to get into these other technical aspects. I like to present it simply for my audience. And so I simply uh, categorize it and note it as another level of consciousness, which when we are awake and functioning and active in our day-to-day -day life, we usually are not in tune with that level. But we all know we have other levels of consciousness. How do our dreams occur? How does hypnotherapy happen? Uh, how do repressed memories uh, that motivate us on subliminal uh, levels happen? So I feel that this concept of having different levels of consciousness is very easy to accept and grasp for most human beings, but I'm not going to speak for everyone. And that is a key component to understanding how out-of-body experiences occur, because you must understand it's another level of your consciousness that actually has these experiences. And as a result of my spiritual awakening, I started to have these out-of-bodies lucidly, which means that I started to remember details. I started to remember extenuating factors. I started viewing and observing the environment I was on in. And I also started remembering the thoughts I would have during these out-of-bodies. And so you can say I was very lucid or had a level of consciousness. And that is key. Many people do have out-of-bodies naturally and spontaneously in their sleep state, in this altered state of consciousness. And it's just that many people upon waking may not remember or recall the details of their out-of-bodies. In fact, some people will say, I don't remember my dreams. 
And so I, I am a little different, but not that different, because I know some of you do recall the details of some of your dreams. Uh, but the differentiation I make is that since I had my spiritual awakening in 2009, I realized when I became lucid during my so-called dreams uh, that I was experiencing unusual activities, going to unusual landscapes, having interactions with people. And let me just say the quality of the dream was different. It was extraordinary. And when you have an out of body and you are able to lucidly recall and remember the details upon waking, you almost immediately, the first thought you have is that that was an amazing experience, a, a different experience, an unusual phenomenon. So that's how we describe an out-of-body versus a dream. On a human level, you just know that it was a whole different experience. And it may be hard for you to explain it to someone unless they had a similar situation and they could relate to what you were saying. Um, so it's a very unique experience that you have. Uh, I really don't like to use the word dream. I prefer to use the word out-of-body. But I know the, the term dream is more vernacular, more mainstream. But how I differentiate an out-of-body and the type of out-of-bodies I have had that I have shared on this program is that there's some unusual patterns and some regularities. I'll just briefly review some of them. Uh, and I've talked about these in earlier episodes. One, uh, one pattern I've noticed is that I actually go through a wormhole or an intercorder portal. That's the term I heard telepathically to use. Uh, a quarter that links different dimensions. And it is a wormhole. It is a portal that's very similar to what you see on sci-fi movies, where you actually feel like you're going through a worm tunnel. You're in a closed space usually traveling very quickly, and around you is uh, light phenomena, textures, patterns, etc. And so that's how I know I have an out-of-body, when I'm actually going through that wormhole or portal. That's a very strong cue for me that I have an out-of-body and that it's not just a dream. And again, these portal experiences are something new that I started experiencing in 2009, after my spiritual awakening, after I shifted my consciousness to a higher level, okay, that seemed to go hand in hand, and I was allowed access or a part of my consciousness had lucid recall of these interdimensional travels in my sleep state, okay? And again, everyone travels, astral travels like this, has out of body experiences naturally at nighttime. It's just that many people just don't recall it. And unfortunately, this is a subject that there isn't much scientific evidence or information on that's proven, not yet anyway, hopefully in the future. And I hold that space for that, that there will be some sort of a scientific technology that will help um, validate what I share now with you verbally. But till then, I am, I am doing my work as a messenger and as a teacher 
to bring this information forth because I am meant to chronicle my out-of-body experiences and share them. I heard telepathically more than one time in my mind and my own thought voice that I'm meant to share what I have learned and how I have learned it. And that is why I started my blog, which is part of my website, soulevolutioncenter.com. And this is why I share my experiences on these um, social media platforms is to help other people understand their own, if they're experiencing similar uh, situations, is to help broaden people's consciousness, to help them understand that we are multidimensional human beings and that we can travel to other levels of existence, especially in our sleep state. And so the, these other dimensions, I've been re referring and using the word dimensions, what it actually is a dimension. And to me, it's just another frequency, another vibration. Uh, but, the, but the issue is when we're walking around in our human day-to-day -day life, as we're, as we're going to school, as we're going to work, our our channel is not tuned into these other levels of dimensions. And these other dimensions exist simultaneously at the same time uh, in, in the same space as the earthly dimension. It's just that you can say, and I'm hearing the word octave, it's a different frequency. It's a different vibration. It is just that our psychic senses are tuned up enough to hone in and focus on, on these other dimensional realities. And you can say, perhaps humanity is not ready for that yet. It would be confusing. Yes, maybe if you're walking around in your day-to-day uh, -day life, if you're at the gym or if you're at, at your desk in your uh, cubicle in your corporate office and, and all of a sudden you catch a, uh, your, you switch over to another so-called channel frequency and you're viewing and experiencing your concurrent life in another dimensional plane. And we have many of those. I've experienced them not in my out-of-bodies, and I've shared, shared them on this program. Would it, would it not be confusing and perhaps overwhelming for us? And so I believe humanity has not evolved biologically enough even to have these sort of lucid encounters, uh, remembrances, and experiences during our day-to-day -day life because our nervous system needs to be able to process this rapid flow of information. I'm hearing this telepathically now. You can see our, you can see our uh, central nervous system has to be functioning at extremely high level, efficient, I'm hearing that, uh, telepathically levels. And we have not evolved biologically to that yet. So many of us uh, are experiencing it during our sleep state, but some people experience it during meditations as well. I'm not going to speak for everyone. I don't have that level of knowledge. And so uh, another, uh, another way, another cue for me to recognize when I have an out-of-body is not only going through a portal or a wormhole. And again, this is when I'm sleeping in my bed and my eyes are closed. Uh, I may actually have another being, another human being, whom I refer to in the term I've coined and used to describe my chronicles is transporter or escort. I might have a being, a human being. Um, they look like a human being, but they exist in other dimensional frequencies. They might actually take me through the wall of the bedroom, through the ceiling, 
and transport me across um, space and time to another dimensional reality. So you can see how those two aspects, going through the portal or wormhole or having uh, being a human being type transport you, that's different than just having a dream, is it not? To me, it, it is a clear differentiation and I hope it's clear to you. Another uh, differentiation to me too that I'm having an out of body and not just a dream, it is just not my subconscious making up this imaginary fantasy scape is sometimes I am actually in some sort of transport vehicle, some kind of mechanism, um, some kind of piece of equipment that I'm actually strapped into that actually takes me through time and space to another dimensional reality. So those are ways, some of the ways I differentiate an out of body and recognize it as such, and I don't categorize it as just a dream. And uh, there are other ways as well, and I'm gonna go ahead and explain this one out of body that I had on July 29th, and uh, I'll explain how it, it happened and how it started. I became lucid, and again, I'm really sleeping in my bed. Uh, my eyes are closed. I became lucid, which means I start remembering and having recall of details of my out-of-body. And I'm actually flying over a beautiful large body of water, and there appeared to be a large island. And many times in out-of-bodies, I do become lucid or start remembering details, and I'm actually having an aerial view of flying over an unfamiliar landscape. Sometimes it's a coastal scene. Sometimes it's a city. Uh, this time I'm flying over a large body of water. And it looks like a tropical island that I'm flying over. And I'm moving very quickly. And that's also another common aspect of an out-of-body. Uh, you're moving very quickly through time and space. And this island actually, to me, when upon waking up, I, I would refer to it as like a South Pacific island or an island like Tahiti is a more of a tropical feel. And this island, um, I was, must have been maybe 200, 300 feet above it. And this island had two bays, and the bays were beautiful turquoise color. And I was noting that. And it was, there was sand on the uh, coast of it, and it was like powder white sand and beautiful turquoise green water. And in one of the two bays, there's actually some large pieces of seaweed, or you can say marine vegetation, but it was still very beautiful. And many times in out-of-bodies, I am traveling to these new type, new type of dimensions like that. And you could say different types of scenery. And I'm always so thankful because many times it's very unusual and it's very beautiful. So it's almost like I'm taking a little mini vacation during this out-of-body. And like doing some sightseeing. And so I always appreciate having that experience because I love the natural beauty of the earth and I can appreciate the beauty of some of these other dimensional realities. And uh, out of nowhere, my, uh, my husband was with me. I have a husband on the earthly plane. This is another common aspect of not out of body. Sometimes you're traveling by yourself and then out of nowhere, a loved one appears. It could be you know, uh, your romantic relationship with your husband, your daughter. 
And I share this as a teaching point so that if this happens to you during your out-of-body, you know, you know to expect this or you're not too surprised when it does happen. And so well, my husband uh, was next to me, and I said, made a comment to him about, Mike, I said, oh, these bays are so beautiful. Uh, look at these bays, they're beautiful. And um, as I, I was, I'm still quite a bit high up in the air above this island, and I see um, on the shoreline two orcas, black and white orca whales, and they seem to be sunning themselves. They're half in and half out of the water. So I tell my husband, uh, look, honey, there's two orcas, because my husband loves orca, orca whales. And next thing I know, my husband, he immediately departs, and he zooms down to, to go and um, meet these orcas and to have some fun with them. And I'm still high up in the air. You can say I'm almost like on a mountaintop up on the island. And so I can see exactly what my husband's doing, where he's going. And I see he's trying to uh, touch base with those orcas that, he, that we both saw. And he's not really finding them. The orcas kind of swim away and they become submerged. And as I'm viewing my husband, I do notice that there's um, large alligators, you know, natural ha uh, creatures of that habitat. And I yell down to him to be careful that there's alligators there. And he doesn't really see them because he's not facing them and they're behind him. And I yell out even louder that he, he needs to be careful because there's alligators there. And so um, he, he doesn't get hurt by the alligators or anything like that. Uh, and so that was the end of that out-of-body sequence. And I share that because, and I felt like it was an extraordinary out-of-bodies because I did view a beautiful dimensional, alternate dimensional reality of this uh, like South Pacific type uh, coastal scene. And uh, when I have these type of out-of-bodies where I'm viewing a landscape for the first time, I do feel it is a part of me and it is my spirit, that level of my consciousness, which wanted to have this experience to go visit and explore this other landscape. Now, I know if you're a psychologist or you're a dream analyst and into dream symbology, uh, I know there would be references to what the alligators represent, et cetera, et cetera. But to me, I feel that it was a simple exploration and a visit to a new dimensional landscape. And then the scene changed very quickly. And I have to be honest with you, uh, in out of bodies, the scenes can change very quickly. It's not a linear time-space continuity as it is on the earthly plane. Things happen differently. Things happen simultaneously. People can materialize, dematerialize right before your very eyes. And this is why sometimes human beings don't remember their out-of-bodies in the morning because it could be very overstimulating. And it can go against your norms, what you've been conditioned with and believing. So it takes an open mind to be able to recall these out-of-bodies lucidly because many times you're experiencing um, these travels in a whole new way, different than on the earthly plane. So that's a teaching point for you. Don't, do not be surprised if the scenes in an out-of-body change quickly. 
And that's what happened in this one. But I do feel like I was still on that tropical South Pacific type island. Um, and it started out that, um, again, it was like another aerial view. And when I have these type of aerial viewpoints, to me, it represents viewing myself, viewing another level of my consciousness. Um, so you, you can see how expansive we are as human beings and how com complicated and complex we are that our minds can travel like this and have these type of unique experiences. And so I, I was viewing an aerial view and it was of like a forest, but it was this tropical island there seemed to be some kind of enclosed room in this on this island. It reminded me very similarly to the Indiana Jones uh, fantasy series. Uh, those set of movies where Indiana Jones is a fictional character, and he goes to these um, tropical places and looks for ancient relics and treasures. Sometimes they're like Mayan type. Um, uh, anxious uh, civilizations he goes to. That's what it reminded me of, something like that. And uh, it was in the heart of the forest, the tropical forest, but it was some kind of space, but that was hidden. And so next thing you know, instead of having an aerial view of this, well, actually, before then, what happened was um, I know that I am actually in that space, but I'm viewing it from an aerial point of view. Uh, a strong wind comes, and there were some there was some greenery on the floor of this forest floor of this enclosed hidden space. And as the wind blows, it reveals ancient relics that are lying on the floor. Um, so that which is hidden become, becomes revealed. And what it was, one of them was like a giant, looked like a picture frame, and there was a male human form on it. Um, and then another breeze blew, and a few feet over, um, the vegetation lifted to reveal like another ancient type of relic like that, like an ancient picture frame. And so I knew that this was like a special hidden treasure trove you can say with significant meaning and uh the next next thing you know instead of having the or the aerial view i am actually in the scene i am on the floor of this tropical uh, forest in this hidden uh, forest room and i'm with a few people i would say perhaps four other people and it seemed to me that i was the expedition leader that these other people that I was with that, that were unfamiliar to me, that I was leading them into this hidden space, that I knew how to find this hidden space. And so I was uh, just like the Indiana Jones um, uh, movie series. It was just like that, that I perhaps had special knowledge. So I'd taken this group of people um, to have this visit. And one of the uh, women, uh, she was in her 20s, and she said something like that she had trouble getting pregnant and she couldn't have a baby. And she was very upset. And she said that uh, because of that, that she was thinking of having an affair with another man because perhaps it was her husband 
uh, he had some kind of medical condition and they could not have a baby together. So she was thinking of doing something to me that was unethical. And I remember having those thoughts during the out-of-body. And then I realized uh, <clears throat> as, as I looked around the room of this special hidden forest space, uh, I saw three groups of two, two, uh, two sets of people. And each group had what appeared, like each pair had uh, Asian type holistic practitioner with them. Looked like uh, an elderly, um, wise, um, oriental practitioner. And a big mirror appeared in the space, and I looked into the mirror, and in the mirror I saw a reflection, and in the reflection was an oriental man laying on what appeared to be, looked like a, a sort of hospital bed, and another Asian man was next to him, and I immediately knew that that Asian man lying in the bed was some sort of spirit, and that I could see him in the reflection of the mirror, but that I might not necessarily see him if I turned around and looked at that space directly. And then I felt some fear. I had lucid recall feeling some fear that that it was probably maybe, perhaps a dark spirit, though it wasn't. It was simply an, an Asian man in, the, um, in a hospital bed type setting. And so I, know, I noted that there were these type of Asian or Oriental type elders that were, that seemed to be holistic practitioners or some sort of occult healers, they put it that way. And so one of the Asian uh, practitioners, he asked me, should I help her, referring to the young woman who just stated that uh, she was having trouble getting pregnant. And I said to the Asian um, holistic practitioner, yes, you should help her. And I said that even though I know that she had just said something, that she wasn't the most moral character because she was thinking of having an affair on her husband in order to get impregnated. But I, I just knew she needed help. And so next thing I know, I look behind me and her and this Asian practitioner are conversing. They're having a deep conversation. And so... I, uh, in the out-of-body, I didn't really note this at the time, but upon waking up and reflecting upon this out-of-body, I would say that I was some sort of service provider during this out-of-body. And out-of-bodies, there are different roles you can play. Sometimes you're just like a tourist. You're viewing. You're having fun. Sometimes you're there to actually do a function. Sometimes I'm counseling parents on how to raise their children in these other dimensions. Sometimes I'm trans-channeling, which is what I do as part of my practice uh, on the earth. And in this instance, I believe I was meant to be of service and to show this band, a small group of people, how to find, and now I'm hearing, this healing temple. Okay. Uh, and so uh, that was my role during this out of body. And if you think about it, I know the average person sleeps, hopefully anywhere from six to nine hours every evening. What are we doing during that time? I know we, our biological body needs replenishment and restoration. And so that occurs part of the evening when we're sleeping. But a good part of the evening, 
we are doing and performing other functions and other dimensional realities during our sleep state. You think about it, if you were the creator, do you really think you would have billions of people on the earth just go into a quiet, restful state for one third of their life? We're learning and evolving during our sleep state, during these interdimensional travels, during these out of bodies. And so I was learning, I was playing a part, I was serving during this out of body. And uh, I believe bringing that small group of people to be healed by these special healing practitioners. And so uh, now to continue back to this out of body, I, I just shared that um, this young woman and the Asian practitioner were seem to be conversing, and I'm sure they're conversing about her case, you know, um, what she needed to have healed um, in, order, in order for her to have a baby and become fertile. And so now it's time for me to leave this special enclave, this special hidden place that I, that I somehow knew how to find. Um, and so I'm, ex I'm, I'm getting ready to exit. And so I know how to exit. This is another amazing thing about out-of-bodies is that sometimes you know how to do things and you just have, and it's called clear cognizance, the, the psychic sense of knowing. And so I knew where the exit was, and it was actually, the exit was inside the forest, and it was about three levels of terraced water. And what I mean is, each level of water was about maybe two feet high, but they were on terraces. So one level was at a lower level, another level of, of water was medium level, and they're only about two or three feet high for each level. And around these terraces of water were, was beautiful, lush jungle fo foliage, okay? <clears throat> really feeling like you're in the heart of the jungle. And, um, and I realized too that there there was even alligators in these terraces of water, though they did not harm me. They're in their natural habitat. But again, that symbolism of the alligator coming up in the second part of this Ada body, I saw it in the first time as well, and now it came up again. And so I experienced a little fear with the alligators, but they did not harm me. And as I as I'm slowly um, transversing these terraces, stepping onto each one, because I want to exit, I see a large uh, Shoshi screen, that's like an Asian type screen that appears to have like frosted glass, and it gives you some privacy, and you, you may be familiar with that, but this is a very large screen, it's like maybe eight feet tall, and uh, five feet wide, and there's a Shoshi screen at the top of one of these terrace, water terraces, and I realize I have to go through that in order to exit, but I see that it's closed. Uh, and then I, I worry that I, I might not be able to exit out. And again, I'm exiting out by myself. The band of people, the few people that I brought there are still being taken care of by those Asian practitioners. But my work is done, it's time for me to leave. And this time, um, leaving this out of body is actually represented by an exit point, which is that, uh, that Shoshi screen. And so um, I'm at the Shoshi screen, and all I have to do is just gently push it, and the door opens, and I'm able to exit. 
So there was no problem exiting whatsoever. And so this auto body had a clear, you can say, exit point. And it was represented by the terraces of water and this special screen. And so uh, I do feel like this is a very special auto body, just with the connotations and symbology of the healing temple, the uh, ancient elders who are he he um, healing experts, etc., and just the beauty of the habitat that I was in. It's just so extraordinary. Really felt like I was in the jungle. And again, I'm so appreciative for those exper experiences because they feel so real. So that was my out-of-body experience where I went to another dimensional reality that was very similar to a tropical uh, island and um, actually brought other people, other dimensional beings um, there for healing. And, uh, and I also realized there was a special significance in the type of structure that I was in, that it was like a healing temple, that it was of ancient background. And that was, you know, that's a little unusual for me to have that type of experience. So I would say that that was a mystical type of out of body where I served the function of um, being the expedition leader to bring uh, the necessary people to these healers. I hope, uh, I hope you learned something from my sharings and learn something about out of bodies, how you can go to other uh, beautiful areas of existence, um, and also how the scenes can change very quickly in out of body, and your loved ones may appear next to you as if they just materialize. And uh, knowing this really does help you maneuver through your out of bodies much more fluidly, and it. And there is an issue that occurs when you're lucid during an out-of-body because many times when you're lucid and you're remembering the details and your thoughts, you should almost feel like you're a hitchhiker to your own consciousness. And many times you're bringing your earthly expectations, your earthly norms and ethics. Many times they conflict with what you're doing. And uh, so you, there needs to be a sort of balancing, and I'm hearing the word complementary, like understanding, because it's almost uh, like you, uh, you cannot bring everything that you learn from the earth to these other dimensions because it just doesn't work. I mean, flying over a landscape at high speeds, um, seeing the wind uh, blow away an ancient relic, seeing these oriental practitioners appear you know, out of nowhere that are healers. All those kind of things, if that happened in our day-to-day -day life, would be overwhelming, and we probably wouldn't be able to process it. So there requires a level of mastery when you have out-of-bodies to be able to walk that line of both worlds, being in this uh, interdimensional space, and then being in that space and bringing all your earthly belief systems and conditioning and society mores, etc. It's really like a, a walking on a balance beam sometimes. And it really requires a certain amount of thought control and emotional mastery. So that's a big teaching point that I do want to share during this specific out-of-body to be aware of that. And to be honest with you, if you're not having these type of out-of-bodies, um, you're not lucidly recalling them in details like I just described. I did impart quite a bit of detail, I believe. 
I feel like if you're not having those type of experiences, that you're just not ready yet psychologically, okay? And your body has to be ready. Your nervous system needs to be ready in order to process, to recall, because it is very overwhelming, could be very overwhelming and overstimulating um, to you on many levels. So you really need to be prepared psychologically. So I feel like there's some sort of mechanism for many human beings where they won't have certain type of antibodies in order to protect them. And that is fine. Uh, what happens is as you raise your consciousness, as you raise your level of awareness, as you start to shift your thoughts into higher vibrational and, and of higher purpose, that naturally does something to your nervous system and you're able to process, maneuver, and flow through these auto bodies. And for each person, it is a little different. I share some of my experiences and some of the consistencies I've had since 2009 and the you know, over hundreds of out-of-body experiences. Um, but know that your experiences may be slightly different or there may be consistencies. So I would love to hear anything uh, that I shared during this program that may be relevant to you that you found helpful. Or I would love for you to share your own out-of-body experiences so I could learn, we can learn together as a community. That would be wonderful to build and expand on what each person knows and what we have accumulated as knowledge based on our own experiences. So please comment, share. I would love to read it. And I would encourage you to uh, subscribe and follow uh, the Soul Evolution Center show so you can stay updated on future episodes because I do talk about a myriad of topics that are very fascinating and, and unusual, and hopefully you'll find it uh, interesting and informative. So until our next time, namaste, I wish you well in your life journey.